0: Welcome to an episode of Find Your Voice, a movement led by yours truly, Aaron Dew, a guy who has overcome crippling anxiety, adversity, and difficulty like so many of you in life, whose main goal now is to help you combat your excuses, take control of your life, write your own story, and most importantly, find your voice. So now, without further ado, I welcome the host of the show himself, Mr. Aaron Dew. What's going on people, thank you for tuning in to another episode of Find Your Voice. My name is Aaron and as always I am the host of the show. So today I'm delighted to have one of my friends on the show today who is a fellow property investor. But rather than speak about property and really go into what I do I suppose for a day job, we're gonna discuss some unusual things. Things that I never knew about Rob and Rob just to quickly give you a very quick intro he is an Amazon best-selling author. He is obviously, as I said, a property investor. But he's somebody who is focused so much on adding value. Now, a lot of his perception change and the things that he found important in life have came through traveling. And more importantly, in him really realizing the importance of a bucket list. So we've all heard of bucket list. We've all probably got one with incredible things listed on there. So why aren't we doing it? Why aren't we taking advantage while we have those opportunities here? And Rob's story will show you in certain segments of this episode that opportunities don't last forever. And I urge you all, as the premise of this show states, to go out there, to truly find your voice, to really do the things that make you happy. I need you all that when you leave this earth and your story is written, for it to be your story. Not their story your story and we sit in a society today where we're mimicking other people we're copying and retweeting hashtags from influencers what about your influence where's your voice so i hope you enjoyed this episode it was really really great to catch up with rob who actually has his own podcast as well so make sure you check that out after this episode so without further ado let's get this interview on the way
1: Okay, I'd just like to start by welcoming Rob to the show, and this is actually for the second time because Mr Numpty over here forgot to press the record, so apologies to Rob. Rob, how are we doing today? Yeah, very good, Aaron. We, we're all learning every day, so do not worry about it at all. Yeah, I just wish I learnt sooner than 17 minutes in because uh, some of the stuff you were saying was absolutely great, so i got to apologise, but I think we need to obviously try and get you to say the same stuff again. So hopefully keep your enthusiasm going, buddy. So just for the listener's sake, so Rob is a friend who I've known for about three, three and a half years maybe through the property industry. We've both kind of gone our own ways, but just in the short discussion we've had, we've almost kind of come, I suppose, to the same point, especially in terms of like how we view life and the things that are important to us. So it's going to be really interesting, this conversation. And Rob, if you wouldn't mind, if you could just, (laughs) for the second time, please, mate, Just give us an insight, a little bit about the stuff that you're talking about in terms of traveling and also the successes that you've had as well because you've had some incredible successes and incredible wins, not just in property, but also as an author.
2: Yeah, well, thank you. Second time, Lucky. Thank you very much for the introduction. So yeah, I'll go through a little bit about the the property stuff briefly first and then touch upon a bit more about myself after that. So in terms of what I do on a day-to-day basis, my name's Rob Smallbone, a co-host of the Property Nomads podcast. The Property Nomads itself is a property sourcing group, so we match people that need to sell their property and people that want to buy property. We match them together. We also project manage as well. I've been in property for three and a half years. My other business partner and I, we've got a portfolio of predominantly buy-to-let properties in the north of England, and I authored uh, the book buy to let how to get started uh, which came out in july 2019 and it's the number one amazon bestseller in my spare time uh, things that you know get my juices flowing as such i really enjoy traveling i'm a history enthusiast and a bit of an a, anorak secret I'm, I'm a bit of a train nerd as well mm. uh, but i don't i don't say that to a lot of people but you know <laughs> th- those are the three things uh, that i you know in, in my spare time sports as well actually um, Four things that you know keep keep me active and yeah the, the traveling I'm sure we'll touch
1: upon in a bit but that, that's the most exciting one of the lot so obviously you've done a lot of things actually that I suppose maybe you didn't even realize that you were going to do especially when you sat down that first day and we I think we sat literally next to each other you built yourself a successful property business as well as a portfolio and I know initially I think you started with a bit of debt as well which is obviously really really inspiring but In the first recording, you also touched on some really interesting things and that was about how you're no longer materialistic and obviously your mindset changed through the travelling that you've done. So I think it'd be interesting because I definitely found it interesting first time around just for the listeners to understand a little bit about your travelling adventures and how that really changed your perspective on life.
2: So digging into the travelling side of life. So from I graduated university graduated from university i should mm. say in 2010 and my buying business partner now business partner with we friends at the time we t- we touched upon the idea of going around southeast asia for a few months and going by land from los angeles to new york which seemed like a good idea at the time and it was a fantastic experience so we done that and that was that was three months out on the road didn't really think I, I when i say i didn't think much of it But I was just drinking a lot, you know. There's a lot of, you know, how much can you drink? How hungover can you be? (laughs) Rinse and repeat. Do it in the, do it in the next town. So, although I was in a different country and had a great time, you know, looking back on it, probably not the, the best way to do it. Mm. But that being said, came back from that in 2011. I went straight back home to Reading. That's where I'm from. Aaron went back to Brighton. That's where he's from. We both worked for two and a half years. And we'd always said that we wanted to go to Brazil in 2014 for the uh, Football World Cup.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So I didn't know any better at the time. Went back, saved really hard, quit our jobs, went over to Brazil. And from being in Brazil, we then went around South America and Central America. And this is 2014, 2015.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And at the time of travelling, or oh, before heading, getting on the plane to go to Rio de Janeiro, at the time of travelling, I was very very close-minded, I'd say I was a little bit materialistic, very set in my own ways, you know, this is how I like things done, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But from the months of being from being out in you know, places like Bolivia, Peru, and you're know, up in the arse end of, of the mountains, the Andes, and you, you're seeing people that are walking around with, you know, by our standards, UK standards, not a lot of stuff, mm. you know, materialistic bits and bobs but they're walking around with massive smiles on their faces happy as Larry yeah and you know for me that was a, for me that was a game changer mm-hmm. i'm thinking you know just to go off topic slightly so <laughs> we ended up in Guatemala and we were in the, we were in the we were in over there and at the time i was traveling i had a I was wearing my Redding shirt, Redding Football Club, and we're doing that. And we got to this, we got to this sort of local mud, mud patch and whatnot. And the locals, you know, coming out. Oh, you know, can we play football? Let's all play football together. And you know, we got this, had this game on the go, and it was fantastic. And you know, there's all these twenty plus somethings that have had a few beers, and these ten year olds that are kicking our ass, and you know, <laughs> yeah. we're losing about four five nil. And you know, but at the end, um you know, one of the kids who had done really well gave him a Redding shirt. Mm. And it, this, I mean, you know, 10-year-old kid, not exactly the tallest person in the world, and this shirt pretty much went down to the ground on him. But it was that little, you know, little things like that. For him, he was he was delighted, you know, he started crying. He couldn't, you know, his his dad was coming over going, oh, thank you for that, thank you for that. Um, you know, my my Spanish is okay, but I've, I've scarred him for life because he's now a Reading fan, <laughs> which <laughs> I feel I feel sorry about. But, you know, his little acts like that, but for them, you know, hopefully... You know, for them that made you know made his kids day. For me, it's for me, it's absolutely you know. It was just a nice gesture to do. He's happy. We all had a good time. Um, point being that sometimes you know little things can lead to quite big you know, quite big differences. And I'm just hoping that, you know, even nowadays that he's still got that red in his shirt and he realises that he's in for a life of suffering support.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, so so did you really do a good deed there? <laughs> that's the question. <laughs> I'm going to say yes because I'm an optimist. <laughs> uh, I, lo- I love that, but that, that's just such a beautiful story. And I think if we all just take a second back and just literally think about it, just right now, I mean, some of us might be driving, some of us might be at home listening to this and just look around at all the stuff that we have that we're not even probably grateful for or we don't acknowledge because we just think it's normal and then we're still striving to get more thinking that that's going to make us happy and it is those little things, Rob, I think that story is beautiful and also obviously Reading need all the fans that they can get, so that's obviously a good deal <laughs> from you, mate, but it's it's just, I think you were probably in that position and the reason... I'm resonating so much with this is because I've been in a, a very similar position where you realise actually I have so much more than these people and, and I mean that in a respectful way and from a materialistic way and just be able to give something like that I, I'm sure they're gonna cherish that for a very very long time and um just on a bit of a tangent the reason I say that is because I went to get my haircut so we went travelling in um, like Thailand and Hong Kong and Singapore and I, and I always wanted to get like um, the, the shape up, should we call it, you know, when you get your hair done and your beard done. And all my barbers here, it, they're kind of like salon hairdressers where they don't actually do the beard. So I found a guy, anyway, long story short, I think it was like five pound or something to do all of it. He spent about an hour, by the way, like fixing me up and making me look as pretty as he possibly could. And at the end of it, I didn't actually have any change, but I, I always normally tip him anyway. And I end up giving him something, I think it's worth about 10 quid or something. I'm not I'm not sure over the exact mass and he looked at me as if like literally as if I had brought him a house and again it's a normal gesture I mean I do I do it back home and I'm sure I'm sure you do and the listeners do and he looked at me and he and he stopped me and he says just wait and he was obviously trying to speak English it was a bit broken and he and he called his wife and his wife bless her heart she was pregnant at the time and he goes I'm gonna put this in here and he put it in this like little piggy bank and he was like this is for the baby and he and he kind of pointed at his wife's um, thing and mate i'm an emotional guy and i it basically got me teary and then i'm just there embracing with a random guy who's just cut my hair for like an hour and like that moment yes it, it probably would have changed him in terms of he would have got like maybe a day's salary or something but if anything it changed me a lot more and that was the message i took from it so it's like for the sake of five pound that's probably been the best lesson that i've ever learned and this is why I encourage people, like especially friends and family, to travel a lot. And I'm sure you've got so many fascinating stories from playing football with kids to all the wonderful places that you've been. And that's probably why your mindset has changed, hasn't it, in terms of from being materialistic, from being closed-minded to now thinking, oh, wow, isn't the world such a beautiful place?
2: Well, for, first of all, Aaron, on, on that story you've just shared, which is absolutely wonderful. And, you know, they just, we, we have so much being working on the assumption that people listen to this and they're based in Europe for argument's sake mm-hmm. we have so much purchasing power and you know don't get me wrong you can't just go and chuck money at absolutely everything and it will it will sort everything out that like, the world doesn't quite in my opinion doesn't quite work like that mm. but certainly when you're in environments like thailand and and so forth central america and whatnot you, you know there is no harm in you know you know what's 10 pounds to what's 10 pounds to us is mm. not depend about depends on your perception and and values of money so we can go on to many different channels here point being you know that's a great story and it is things like that where you can go back and share that with people and you know if you felt something there as you said you had yeah you know, for, for, for five pound that's probably one of the best investments i imagine you've ever made
1: in your life as you say mate absolutely better, better than any house i've purchased better than anything else it was just it was it was almost like you know we always say what's the meaning of life or you, you're trying to figure it out i suppose and that was one of the key lessons that I'll always take away and it is literally it all comes down to gratitude, happiness, fulfillment. And I'm sure the same with yourself. There's there's a level of fulfillment and happiness internally when you were able to just say, Do you know, what? I can give this shirt away. And at the same time, it's not going to take clothes off your back, if that makes sense.
2: Yeah, and to be able to be in a position to do that and have the right mentality to do that, that's key. Mm,
1: Absolutely, mate, absolutely. But Rob, what I want to move on to next then is about your routine. So obviously your routine is probably a hell of a lot different to when we first sat down together three and a half years ago going on this property journey where we were setting our goals and we were thinking we're going to achieve X, Y, and Z. So what I want to know is, what kind of things do you incorporate on a daily basis now into your day? And again, the reason I always ask this question is because I always believe when people achieve a level of success or a level of awareness which you have definitely demonstrated not just through your book selling but also through your your successful business. I want my listeners to be able to take away some of these lessons and maybe think, you know what, I might just try this or I might just try what Rob's mentioned there just to see if it enhances my life.
2: The things that I do on a day-to-day basis, so the most consistent thing that I do is either read or listen to podcasts. Or listen to a book on Audible, and I'll make sure for at least fifteen minutes a day that I do that. Uh, you know that I know that sounds very, almost sounds quite bland. I'm I'm also not going to sit here and say you know I go to the gym every day and I do this and do that because I don't physically go every day. Some you know some days, um, you know, some days I get the ability to go down there. Some some days I don't. depending on what works going on. Um, but in terms of a routine, talking about constant and you know, constant improvement, I'm always testing and tweaking new things. So at the current time of recording, my morning routine, Monday to Thursday and Saturday, looks something like this. I wake up at about quarter past six in the morning, have a cup of tea. Uh, then I do something called 30 minutes solitude. So I'll just sit in for me that's sitting in my chair. Uh, looking out the window in the living room and that's it you know there's no no interference no nothing seven till nine o'clock go to the gym have a shower you know fix myself up all that sort of stuff then it'd be about an hour of emails and social media if if it you know if the whole hour needs to be taken uh and then by 10 o'clock then I'm ready to tackle tackle the rest of the day so I normally find a lot of my stuff at the moment is he's putting his barking orders out on an email and I'll just follow up the following day. And yeah, then it depends, uh, you know, depends on how the project managements are going. depends if, you know, if there's any viewings lined up or, you know, we're recording podcasts like we know, like we are now. Uh, all of those elements vary, but it's certainly at the time of recording Monday to Thursday and Saturday is that routine. That I've just gone Friday. I don't go to the gym. So for me, I like to you know, at least have a bit of you know, relaxation um, and some days I'll take off. So some days my phone is normally on airplane mode um, and you know no one can get hold of me just so I can have that detox once a week of not being involved with anything.
1: I love that actually. So um, the main theme I got from what you were saying there is there's a lot of me time and I've basically had to incorporate this a lot myself through this entrepreneurial journey because you're you're literally you're firefighting you're constantly on the go, you're you're battling your mind as well as the day and one of the things that i almost neglected was my time yet you've got this bit where you wake up you'll do 15 minutes of listening to something educational informative then you've got your gym as and when you can fit it in then you have your 30 minutes of solitude and i love that sunday detox as well from 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 the world i suppose and just being with your own thoughts and being comfortable in yourself and again these are kind of traits um again this is a message for the listeners that a lot of successful people do and you know they always say success leaves clues and you should look at the blueprint but Rob also touched on a great point there that he's trialing certain things because what works for Rob might not necessarily work for Aaron and what works for me may not necessarily work for you for example so I think definitely there's some tangible things here that maybe everyone should try and incorporate I definitely recommend the 15 minutes of reading if nobody's reading but um, yeah it's really interesting and I can only imagine how clear your head is on a Sunday mate if you're not on Facebook and Instagram like like I suppose most of the world are <laughs> I think it depends what football game I'm watching <laughs> um, absolutely
2: I, I joke on that but I mean a lot of it also Aaron is circumstantial you know I'm 31 and single so I don't have kids running around the house I don't have um, you know I'm not in a relationship so um, I don't have to you know try and find that battle with my you know girlfriend or spouse or anything about oh can we do this can we do that let's go shopping I don't have to think about any of that at the moment so whilst I've got that time you know I'll utilize that
1: as as best as
2: possible and of course that will change over time Um, but yeah having the me time is important
1: Let's segue then over to something a little bit different then. So obviously we've heard all the nice and beautiful stories about your life and how you've almost changed your mindset and your whole perception of the world's changed. But what I want to do is just take you back to a slightly darker time, if there is a darker time. And the reason I ask this is obviously Find Your Voice. It's a kind of self-help and mental health kind of podcast where I want people to realize that their problems aren't exclusive to themselves and that when you look at people and you think oh that person's successful they've had it easy or this person doesn't struggle with imposter syndrome or doubts or anything I, well actually that's not always the case so Rob if you have an example or maybe a situation or a period of your life where maybe you went through adversity one if you wouldn't mind sharing it but two maybe just give us a lesson that maybe you were able to extract from that oh yeah
2: absolutely absolutely let's go uh let's go down let's go down this route so i was with so um, my parents divorced and i was relatively young mm. um, so i've got you know that's fine that's that's been and gone that's been and gone now but my mum um you know then got remarried um my stepdad um myself we never really saw eye to eye on on numerous things but my brother and him you know they had a much better relationship put it that way um, so my brother went off to live with my mum my stepdad, and I stayed with my dad, and you know our relationship was you know, a bit fractious at best. That being said, uh, my brother and I were travelling around uh, Europe for a few weeks in 2011. We were in Budapest um, at the time, and got this, um, I got this missed call from my mum. Now, of course every family is different, but I know if my mum or my dad tried to ring me, it's always bad news. Mm. It's never. Oh hi, how you doing? It's yeah. This has happened. I'm like oh, crap. So took um took the phone call and it's like yeah, mum. Hi, what's up? And she's like Look, um you know you boys together got something to tell her. i was like yeah, fine, not a problem. And she said you know just letting you know your stepdad's had a stroke. I'm like okay, you know, not, not ideal. I was in the middle of a park in, in Budapest. Um, not ideal. I was like okay, um, you know, fine. She was like, you know, this has happened. He's okay. He's a little bit droopy on one side, but we'll you know. We'll see you at the airport tomorrow. Not a problem. Just wanted to give you a heads up. So yeah, great. No no problem at all. Obviously not 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 great. You know what I mean? Of course, of course. Yeah. Flew back the following day, and you know, speech is a little bit blurred, but everyone's getting along well and all that sort of stuff. Anyway, fast forward three months. This was in July two thousand eleven. Fast forward three and a bit months. It turns out he, um, bless him, he got a, a rare form of brain cancer, and yeah, he was he was dead on the twenty second of September two thousand eleven. So within three three months, three and a half months, completely gone. And suppose the the story, which. Even after eight years, the thing I took away from that was, you know, him and my mum, you know, they loved each other and, you know, best friends, all that sort of stuff, which was great. But they had this sort of bucket list that they never got round to completing because they they were in this bubble of, you know, everything's fine. We're rosy. You know, we're going to live for a long time and we're going to do this. We're going to do that. You know, life can chop and change very, very quickly. So always take advantage of your opportunities and that is the key lesson I took away from that day um but how you know how we'll react to that's different me you know, I'm sure my mum won't mind me sharing this. she still hasn't got over it after eight years um you know there's still quite a bit of grief here and there which is you know they knew each, they knew each other for 40 years you know plus so I understand that um for my brother it's similar to an extent and you know for myself Again, I'll go back to where the relationship was quite fractious. um You know what? You know what I would say is, you know, I learned so many valuable life lessons from him, and you know, I've been able to adapt them to you know, slowly evolve myself into the person I am today.
1: Absolutely, yeah. Um, well, firstly, obviously, my condolences for your loss, um especially with cancer, as I, it's kind of more of a personal thing myself. I. Cancer just—it's uh, one of those things. But anyway, that's a story for another day. But I, I think the beautiful thing with what you just said is, it's the lesson from the adversity that came your way. So we can't really choose the cards that were dealt or whenever they're going to be dealt. And I always try and say this to people because you hit the nail on the head there, Rob. Where you said life can literally change in an instant, and we're so—I don't know if we're oblivious to it or we're just in—you know—in a routine where we, we think that you know, we have time, we take it for granted. And I sometimes try and say to people, like, you genuinely don't. And death is one of those things. Only when it happens either to somebody close to you, you hear about it and it affects you that it actually makes you wake up. And death's probably the thing that woke me up because I can hand on my heart say I was probably the laziest person you would ever meet up until about the age of 24. And I mean seriously lazy. Like I would try and like do nothing all day. That, that was my dream. My dream was to do nothing all day, literally. <laughs> Yet here I am now, and I'm working literally 16 hours a day, seven days a week. And I don't actually consider it work because I love everything that I do at the minute. I'm very fortunate that I've kind of tailored my life to be that way. But one of the things that drove me this way was death. I had, and this isn't about me, but I had a very short period of time where I lost seven people. And within that, my whole world just took a whole new spin. And I could have gone inside almost and kind of consumed myself and think this is, this is it, like and felt sorry for myself. But instead, I'm so grateful for that because it sparked something like how you just said, like the bucket list come to mind. It's like, okay, I need to do X, Y and Z and I could be dead tomorrow. So I kind of wake up with that intent and with that purpose every single day. And I think that's evident from your story as well. I mean, you're doing stuff now. You're almost leaving a bit of a legacy. You've you've got your book out. I'm sure there's probably going to be a lot more stuff. You've got your podcast out now. So obviously, that's evergreen content. And at the same time, that lesson you've taken there now, you're almost ticking off your bucket list. So it's a beautiful message for people listening that life is too short and we do take it for granted. So uh, I appreciate you sharing that because obviously, it's a close family issue, Rob. So thank you for that.
2: Uh, no problem at all. I mean, it's, you know, this is about finding finding a voice. And if you ask if you ask the right questions, you're going to get the answers that you know are hopefully going to benefit everyone listening. And yeah, you know, life is full of adversity. And yeah, as you said, Aaron, it's it's almost it's almost a high level of ignorance and arrogance that we have, mm. thinking that you know life's always going to be the same way. And you know. Oh, you know xyz might happen to this person but it won't happen to me well until the day that it does happen to you then you know that a lot of people always say there is a turning point of, of some sort and you know uh, with a lot of people's lives and everything like that i unfortunately um you know sometimes it does take a bereavement to to, to put the um to flick the light bulb on
1: one of the things I preach a lot on this show is that I don't want someone to go through bereavement. I don't want someone to lose their stepfather or their father or to lose seven people in their life or to get diagnosed with cancer. I want people to take that now. But again, it's one of those things. It's easier said than done. So all, all I can do is like hopefully teach the lessons or share the lessons from people like yourselves and the guests to try and make people wake up and really like fulfill their purpose. And like you said, mate, find their voice. So. Great answer there, and to segue ever so slightly, now that you're in a position where you know your mindset seems great, it seems like you've got the ability to at least be self-aware and reflect on where you are. But in this particular moment, Rob, what scares you?
2: What scares me? <laughs> oh, good question. I'll, I'll give you. Um, I'll give you two answers to that. Uh, number one, Man United still winning trophies. That scares me. <laughs> Mate, you got nothing I, to be scared of. <laughs> I, I, I hate nothing more than yeah. that. And,
1: um, and I'm a United fan, so you got nothing to be worried about.
2: That's why I said it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I, I hate
2: it, you know, being a staunch um, you know, Liverpool being my second team. Now, now all the secrets are coming out. Yeah. So having having United win trophies scares me, to be honest. Um, ooh. um okay, I'll touch on something that I hadn't thought about until um Aaron, my buying property business partner mentioned this the other day um it was the i'm going to paraphrase it okay but it was almost like the the fear of losing it all Mm. so you know we've worked and and i say we um not just aaron and myself but everyone people listening yourself Aaron you know we all work incredibly hard and smartly on on certain things now if that then gets taken away i think that is what would probably number one hurt the most but number two you know obviously you know we're all in making money doing x y and z to have that stream taken away from you Uh, i think that you know those two things on a more serious note they would if anything scares me at the moment yeah it would it would be those things
1: yeah yeah i'm I'm sure that's probably a common fear amongst a lot of people and Again, I, th- I think God forbid it ever happens. If if it ever did, there's a there's a quote, and I'm not even going to try and say it because I'll butcher it. But it's about it's about when you achieve a certain level, it's not the actual outcome that it is. It's the person that you become. So what they kind of say is, if you do lose it all, you can almost bring that back very quickly. So I'm very confident. Obviously, God forbid it happens. If that was to ever happen, say for instance with your property journey or even mine, that we've built the necessary skills to get there a hell of a lot quicker and a lot easier the next time round. And in relation to your first answer, mate, obviously nothing to worry about. But what is a second team? I mean, how do you have a second team? In football? <laughs> <laughs> Does that even exist? <laughs> oh, I knew, I knew you were oh, going mate. to ask that. I'm I, not happy with that one, but
2: yeah, fair <laughs> enough. Okay. I'll, get rid, I'll get rid of all the time. So I started, so I'm from Reading. I started getting into football in about 95, 96. And two things on this. Number one, I've always been brought up to support your local team. Whoever that might be. So at the time, that's in, They were, I think, Division One. They were doing okay. Um, then they got relegated and, you know, then they sucked a little bit and then they got better and all that jazz. Um, But I, I remember as a kid, and can't believe I'm just about to say this, but I'm going to say it anyway. So I got I got given the little uh, Man United kit. And you remember yes. the, the grey one from the 90s? The really horrible. Yeah.
1: The worst kit
2: ever, yet. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I got given that give because you know, in the nineties, you are a young kid. You know, obviously, that United are the most successful team in the nineties. You know, everyone makes this assumption that everyone's got to support Man United. Mm. So I got this great kit, and I watched the FA Cup final in '96 when they beat Liverpool one 0. Cantona scored, and I had no idea who the other team were. But I was in my little, I was in my little grey kit, and I think Liverpool were in their sort of turquoisey white quartered kit no idea who they were and i was like oh i like i like the other team's kit you know i want them to win and then when canton R scored i started crying and i I (laughs) took my shirt off and and i threw it around i think i cut it up with scissors yeah um and it was only from that experience it just happened i mean that other team could have been anyone Mm. it could have been man city it could have been arsenal it could have been blackburn rovers it happened to be liverpool and then yeah, so hey, that's why I've, got,
1: I've also got a non-league team as well, you know, Maiden United. But I support loads of teams. Wow, wow. So I was just going to say that actual story there about when Cantona scored—that's actually your adversity story, mate. That's the story you should have shared. <laughs> well, there, there we are. And, you know, true as well. It's um, you
2: know, it, just a small world. It just so happens that the other team was was Liverpool. Um, but yeah, no, for, for an adversity point of view, yeah, and yeah, I made the right, I've made the right decision, man. Definitely, you did. You did. <laughs>
1: brilliant mate okay so what we actually do now is I'm going to go into the fun part of the show and this is literally it's a 60 seconds maybe 90 seconds depending on how quick we can get the answers done of me asking you very random questions now I normally do this just to kind of mix up the show a little bit and also for the listeners just to kind of get to know a little bit more about you so whenever you're ready mate I'm going to get going yeah far away okay fantastic we'll start in three, two, one. the best country you've ever visited Nicaragua the worst (laughs)
2: oh the worst country the worst country the worst country um just for argument's sake i'm gonna say wales
1: if you could abolish one thing in the world what would it be
2: oh oh man this is meant to be a quick fire ad if i could abolish one thing in the world what would it be i'd like to get rid of flies
1: your favorite motivational speaker probably just because he's big at the moment goggins david goggins okay property or podcasting property what are you secretly good at that nobody knows? Uh, naming kings and queens that have ruled England since
2: 1066.
1: Trains or football? Oh man, you are killing me with that question. <laughs> I will go to football. Okay, the next country you want to visit? Extensively would be India. Your biggest role model? Ooh, my biggest role model. Um, I will stick with my stepfather given all the lessons he taught me. If you could sit with one person in the world for an hour, who would it be? Bill Gates. What would you like to be remembered for? Just being me. Your biggest goal this year?
2: Well, I've already achieved it. have a number one Amazon best-selling book.
1: What's the best piece of advice anyone has ever told you? Keep going. If you could relive one day again, what day would it be? 30th birthday, Rio
2: de Janeiro. and uh, watching the World Cup final between Germany and Argentina. The ability to fly
1: or be invisible? Ability to fly. The number one thing that annoys you? Man United fans. <laughs> Money or fame? Money. Would you rather speak all languages or be able to speak to animals? Speak to animals. What song best describes your life? Just because I've been listening to it a lot recently, I'm going to say Closer to the Edge by 30 Seconds to Mars. Okay, and finally, if I could grant you one wish today, what would you ask for? Liverpool to win the league. Mate, come on, I'm going to have to edit that out. (laughs) (laughs) Go go again, ask it again, it's fine. (laughs) No, no, it's fine, it's fine. Okay, brilliant, so we're almost at the end of the show now, but the last few questions are about reflection and about legacy. So I'm a massive believer that hindsight is a wonderful thing and upon reflection we can obviously get to ways quicker, easier or with less heartache. But at the same time I'm a firm believer that the journey teaches us so much. So what I want to know Rob is if you could go back with all your wisdom and all your knowledge and experience right now that you currently gained and go back to a younger Rob who's maybe at a more uncertain time or in a time of his life where he's not really sure what's going on or just maybe suffering with a bit of adversity and you could whisper something in his ears. What would you say? Nothing in life's a big deal. Mm. I, I answered
2: that quicker than the quick phone Yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah, I love that though. Nothing in life is a big deal. Mm.
2: Do you yeah. want a bit more meat on the bones as to why?
1: You're, you're welcome to add a bit of meat if you want to.
2: Yeah, just I think, you know, upon reflection, and hindsight, everything that you've just mentioned as well, that yeah, in reality... Um, I think I learned this from Marcus Aurelius, a very famous stoist. I think it was him that said this, that anything that happens in our life is objective.
0: Mm.
2: How we react to that event is subjective. And we are always in control of our emotions and we always can be in control of our emotions. So if I could go back uh, and, you know, think of everything that's gone well, things that haven't gone so well, you know, that that's why I would have that piece of advice that at the end of the day, shit happens. It's how you react to it um, that it really makes you
1: who you are as a person. Absolutely, absolutely. That's a, that's a great saying and uh, very well put, mate. Okay, so that does sadly leave us on the last question of the day. And the last question I always like to ask my guests is about legacy. So, Rob, not including your number one bestseller, but if in 150 years' time science fails to save us and all that exists is a book, And this book is about you and all the weird and wonderful things that you've done, all the travelling and everything that you've experienced and everything that you've managed to gain is featured in here. Firstly, what would the title of the book say? And secondly, what would the blurb at the back tell us about Rob Smallbone?
2: What would the title be at the front of that book? Let's work with the blurb first and let's see if we can reverse engineer this. So the blurb at the back would be something along the lines of property entrepreneur gave back to others added value to others and liked to look after other people keep that short and sweet because it's um, yeah cause it, the more the more value that can be added the better i think then reverse engineering that on the front just
1: going to keep it short
2: and sweet let's call it adding value
1: adding value i love that i think the world would be a better place if you all come from a place of just adding value to other people's lives
2: totally agree with you on that it's
1: you know adding value it's i mean don't don't get me wrong you know if you
2: can add value and then one of the byproducts of you adding value is making money mm. great that's absolutely wonderful you know that is superb At the same time you know adding as much value as you can to other people in one way shape or form you know that might be paying someone double for a haircut in thailand it might be giving someone a football shirt in guatemala it might be you know mentoring or in, anything absolutely anything so if you can continue to add value to other people and enjoy doing it you know the law of reciprocity
1: it will work its right way around you eventually absolutely right absolutely 100% agree and just before we give the listeners a chance to connect with you is there anything that you wish I'd asked you today that you wanted to share with the listeners
2: off the top of my head no I've been stumped by a couple of your questions (laughs) which has been really really good They've, they've certainly caught me off guard I think the variety that you have Aaron is it's wonderful and leads to some superb content I'm I'm only hoping that talking about adding value that you know we've been able to add a significant amount of value to you know ourselves and of course everyone listening in
1: absolutely mate that's why I love this hobby it's probably a bit of a job but that's why I love it because I learn so much and hopefully the listeners have taken value because you've certainly added value to this so Rob where is the best place that people can connect with you
2: the best Way to get hold of me uh, is actually email,
0: mm-hmm.
2: uh, which is rob at thepropertynomads.com.
0: Okay,
2: uh, so I'll just spell it out: it says R-O-B, then at, and then T-H-E-P-R-O-P-E-R-T-Y-N-O-M-A-D-S.com. C-O-M.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, you can connect to me on social media, Facebook is absolutely fine, just search for Rob Smallbone. Uh, And in terms of our podcast, uh, Search for Property Nomads podcast. If you listen to this, you know you'll know where to find us: iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify. That tells you everything else that you'll need to know about, you know, the Property Nomads itself. You can also check out the website,
1: thepropertynomads.com. Fantastic, mate. Thank you. What I will do is to make this easier for everyone listening. I'll put all of those notes into the show notes. I'll put the links there as well. So it's nice and easy for people to literally click it and then connect with yourself. I want to once again, thank Rob for his time today and
0: for everyone at home. Thanks for listening. And remember this podcast is absolutely free. So all we ask in return is for you to share this with a friend and drop us a five-star review over on iTunes. Have an awesome day.